0: Anyone get a Valentine's card? Oh, some of you did. Oh, that's really cute. That's lovely. Penny didn't. Um, I did take Penny out for a Valentine's meal. Oh, yeah. On Wednesday, because it was cheaper. But, and some, a kind couple bought Penny some flowers this week. We've only got one vase in the house, so I couldn't buy another bunch, could I? For, so there we go. So I, I've got a little challenge before I get into what I feel uh, God's got for us this morning. And I've got a collection of Adrian's favorite love songs that I've put together, okay, into a nice little reading. I'm going to ask you how many love songs there are in what I'm about to share, okay? Winner might get a prize or just some credit. Okay, are you ready for this? What would be wrong with that, Harry? (laughs) Everything. So, uh, yeah, borrowed Adrian's uh, iPod this week and this is what you get if you put it on shuffle. Ah, this crazy little thing called love, the love roller coaster. Love is an open door. Really? I want to know what love is and where is the love. Some say I should fight, fight, fight for this love, this burning love. But is that love? Is that the way love goes? What we need is a love revolution, not just a love story or a love song or someone who just called to say, I love you. And certainly not tainted love. Some say to me, I've lost that loving feeling. Others say, what's love got to do with it? And that I need to somehow justify my love. But what we need to know is the power of love, the greatest love, endless love, a vision of love, a higher love, because you loved me and you showed me by bleeding love. Feels like I'm all out of love, but you got the love. You got the love that will see me through. You spoke words of love and told me you will always love me. Quivering lip. There were no silly love songs or just a moment of love. I now know you're my first, my last, my everything. Thank you for loving me. Jesus loves me. This I know. God is love. Love is God. And that's true love. Whoa. You've got a great playlist, Adrian. Aren't so who wants to hazard a guess? Okay, we'll go with the first hands up. Sally, how many songs? 34. You're saying 34. Teresa? Fifty. Fifty. Nettie? Thirty-eight. Well, I'll take one more guess. Out of all those, the closest was Sally. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. There we go. Great. That's lovely, isn't it, that? Okay. (laughs) Well done, Sally. Uh, I'm going to read something from God's Word. If you've got your Bibles with you, that would be fantastic. We're reading from the book of Samuel. 2 Samuel, chapter 9. Verses 1 to 10, and I know what Micah got prepared this morning was great, and maybe there'll be another point that he can share that, but um, we're going to read from there. Father God, just pray that as we open up your word this morning, right from the youngest to the oldest, that you would work in our hearts. Lord God, I thank you that you gave us an incredible demonstration of love. And I pray that as we think about that love is kind, that you would stir our hearts to a point of transformation. We just say that we're open for you to move in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So this passage is, is uh, entitled David's Kindness to Mephibosheth. And as I said, we're focusing on the fact that love is kind. It's taken from 1 Corinthians 13. It talks about how love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous and self-seeking. But we want to look at love is kind. So from verse 1, reading through to verse 10, one day David asked, is anyone in Saul's family still alive? Anyone to whom I can show kindness? Everyone's in kindness. Some of you are listening. For Jonathan's sake, he summoned a man named Zeba who had been one of Saul's servants. Are you Zeba? The king asked. Yes, I am. Zeba replied. Uh, The king then asked him, is anyone still alive from from Saul's family? If so, I want to show God's kindness. Everyone say kindness. Oh, a few more of us listening now. To them. Zeba replied, yes, one of Jonathan's sons is still alive. He's crippled in both feet. Where is he? The king asked. In Lodibar, Ziba told him, at the home of Maker, son of Emil. So David sent for him and brought him from Mekah's home. His name was Mephibosheth. Everyone say, Mephibosheth. Mm, some of you haven't got your teeth in properly. There we go. Uh, he was Jonathan's son and Saul's grandson. When he came to David, he bowed low to the ground in deep respect. David said, greetings, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth replied, I am your servant. Don't be afraid, David said. I intend to show you kindness. Everyone say kindness. To you because of my promise to your father, Jonathan, I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will eat here with me at the king's table. Mephibosheth bowed respectfully and exclaimed, who is your servant that you should show such kindness? Everyone say kindness. To a dead dog like me. Then the king summoned Saul's Servant Ziba and said, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and servants are to farm the land for him to produce food for your master's household. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, will eat here at my table. That is a great passage about kindness. The Bible tells us that David was a man after God's own heart, and I think there it really reflects some of that saying. Um, I'm going to ask you, we're going to go for a little bit of interaction, the person that is uh, one side or another of you or nearby to you, can you talk to each other for the next minute or so about an act of kindness that has been shown to you, okay? So what act of kindness, could be recent, could have been a while ago, but I am going to come around with a roaming mic and see what acts of kindness people have had in their lives. Okay, a few more seconds on this. Okay, let's do this. So, did anyone share an act of kindness? Right, I'm coming to you, Ruth, And I see that hand. Oh, did you get a Valentine's card, Ruth? Oh, good. Act of kindness showing me love for what happened the last few weeks yeah. since my accident. Helping me out. People helping you, that's lovely. Who else? Act of kindness? When I was poorly, Ruth used to come and clean for me and make me lunch and stuff. Oh, mutual respect this morning. Come on, Cindy. Hi, Andy. Um, a lady in a queue at the supermarket, I'd come through a checkout and I'd forgot the very item I went for, which was oats for the grandchildren's flapjack. Very important. So I said, oh, I've forgotten an item. And the lady behind me with a basket full of shopping said, go back for it. And I said, well, I'll hold you up. So she's no, ring anything and go back for it. So I went back. When I came back, The lady said, here, put it on my bill, don't worry about it. And she put it on her own bill. (laughs) Isn't that lovely? It's lovely. You've got your oats. Uh, Another hand. Any other? Here we go, Patrick. We were at Toys of Us uh, on Nathan's birthday, and we fetched an air hockey table, and we couldn't fit it in our little punto. And this uh, couple that we'd never met before... Brought it all the way from Nottingham Toys R Us to our house in Long Eaton. I wouldn't take any fuel for it. Anyone else, act of kindness, Harry? Is any of the kids as well? Any of the kids showing an act of kindness? I'd like to thank everybody that has uh, been giving me a lift while I, uh, I haven't got the car. Uh, the most kind person has been towards me is Keith. He picked me up every Sunday and bring me to church and take me back. I couldn't do it without his help. Yeah. And every Tuesday, and God bless him for all he does for me, I couldn't do it. Thank you. Eh, that's brilliant. Anyone else? One last one. Act of kindness. Emily. Um, lots of people sent texts and came to visit Reuben when he was in the hospital. So that was very nice. So thank you for all your kind words. It's brilliant. One more. Yeah. I just thank Rachel. She does everything for me and she picked me up and take me to my sister as well. She's been so kind to me. Thank you, Rachel. And God bless you. Oh, I think you should all give each other a big round of applause because. <clears throat> <coughs> Brilliant. You know, you know I, I love it that, uh, that we're part of, I'm so glad to be part of a church community where, where kindness happens where it's not something that has to be drummed up or uh where where there's an overflow of love whether it's people visiting other people cooking meals giving cards looking out for each other i'm so glad because it's a precious thing that we in part of the church community that is prepared to do that for each other and and kindness is an action that extends love from the hearts to the hands that's what kindness is and and by definition kindness is an act it's something that we do uh, the book of proverbs in chapter 3 verse 3 says uh, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder—not too tight, though. Write them deep within your heart. So the neck—it's something visible. When we act, when there's an act of kindness, we show it. It's a visible thing to the world around us. But it also talks about uh, writing them deep within your heart. Kindness should be an overflow from the heart. Okay. And um, th- this is this is just incredible that we look at David's act of kindness because. When, as a Christian, our act of kindness goes beyond a self, just a selfless act because it's about giving glory to God. And uh, you can look at some, if you, if you look on YouTube under random acts of kindness, it's surprising how many people do random acts of kindness but film themselves doing it. I'm just going now to buy a McDonald's and give it to someone on the street. And they'll film themselves doing it. It's just, the, it the Bible talks about it not being about us but about being God and bringing glory to him through what we do to others. And that our kindness shouldn't detract from God's kindness, but it should reflect God's kindness and attract others to his kindness. So I want to encourage us in three specific things that we read about love being kind from this passage from the book of Samuel about King David. The first thing is this, that kindness creates opportunities, not waits for them. Kindness creates opportunities, not waits for them. David desired to show kindness, and uh, he wasn't instructed. He wasn't doing it because he wanted to get more votes as as a king. This wasn't a political move. This was a move of love and kindness through him. He didn't wait around for something to happen. David made it happen. He said, put word out. Is there anyone I can show kindness to? Incredible. Kindness creates opportunities. Not waits for them. Now, on a Tuesday night, many of you know that we uh, we have a kick around, don't we, Rich Wildman? We have a kick around. The, <laughs> the old time is like, was doing, not doing too bad, are we, Rich? We have a kick around at Wilson Astros. And um, and my position, I play, is mostly on my backside because <laughs> I'm that good. Um, but there's a guy that's been coming a while called Keaton. He's a great lad. And uh, Cre- Keaton is, is, a, is a top player, but he will also... Uh, see what there is in others. I don't see a lot in my skills, honestly. But the other week, he did this. He said, Andy, I want you to go upfield. I'll stay back where, cover your position on the floor. And you're going to score. I was like, oh, Keaton, mate, don't do that. Don't put me under that kind of pressure, mate. Don't do it. And he said, no, I want you to have the opportunity. Just a young lad, 17 years old. And uh, I ran up. took me half an hour to get to the other end. But then he welled the ball, and it landed at my feet. And I said, I can't remember who it was in goal, but someone was in goal. And I kicked the ball, like, not quite knowing what would happen. And it went in! Got a goal! But I'm sharing that because Keaton didn't just wait for something to happen. He created the opportunity for something to happen. And listen, when we um, love others and display kindness to them, when we create opportunities to display kindness, something will happen in the lives of others. There's a knock-on effect that happens. Mephibosheth, there was a knock-on effect for Mephibosheth. Oh, I need teeth in to say that. It's a name and a half, isn't it, that? Mef <laughs> He was moved from one place of being low to another place at the king's table. Incredible story. Your acts of kindness, even in this week ahead, look to create those opportunities. Don't just think, oh, well, if something comes along, or if God puts a certain person wearing a certain thing in my way, then I know I've got to just just respond in kindness and love to others. Second thing is this, that we learn about this story, is that kindness is a gift, not a wage. Kindness is a gift, not a wage. We read that King David wasn't looking to get something back. He didn't expect a return from what he was doing. I want to encourage and challenge us, let's not be motivated by what we get back. Genuine kindness has no conditions. And there's no strings attached. Eden, my precious little girl, who's been at Wales all week and I've missed her so much, but she's at home now. She, she does kind stuff around the house all the time. So it's like, Daddy, can I wash the dishes? Yes, you can. And the hoovering while you're at it. And she'll make things like out of random objects like string and toilet rolls and sellotape and blue tack. And she'll present them to me and say... Daddy, this is for you. And uh, one of my bookmarks is in, in my Bible is a picture. She, she's so kind. She made a picture of me and her that was on heart paper. And she made another one there on heart paper to Daddy from your daughter Eden. I will miss you. I love you, Eden. Oh, precious. She's just, she seems naturally so kind. And it's lovely. <coughs> My sons, on the other hand, <laughs> my sons, when they're kind to me, Dad, do you want a cup of tea, making? No, uh, I like coffee. Oh, I'll make you a coffee then, Dad. Or, Dad, do you want any jobs doing? Uh, yeah, there's a few things that Eden's left behind that she didn't get done. Um, at five or ten minutes later, you can guarantee they come back and say, Oh, you know I did that job for you. Uh, can I have some pocket money for <laughs> kindness doesn't come into the equation with the boys it's all about but listen kindness is a gift it's not a wage you know david did that out of the goodness of his heart motivated by the kindness that he'd been shown by god in his life he just wanted to show kindness he created the opportunity but he wasn't looking for anything back he said to mephibosheth come Come into my home, my home's your home, my table's your table, my food is your food. Come, come. Third thing, and we'll be done soon, is this that we learn from this story it puts value on, not makes someone feel guilty. When we show kindness to someone else, it puts value upon that person. It doesn't always always hinge on the what, but it does the who. Uh, You know, when we show kindness, it's not about what they've done or that that they really don't deserve this. It's the who. The who is always a person. Mephibosheth was a who who was in the the outback on his own, wondering what, what his life had become. But the who was someone important to King David. The who is always a person that is always important. And we read here that Mephibosheth considered himself like a dead dog, Worthless. He'd had rejections. He was devalued. It, it specifically says that he was crippled because in those times, actually, you were looked upon. You were the lowest part, point of, commu- of the community that you lived in if you were crippled or diseased or had an illness. And he was crippled. He was devalued. He was one of society's cast, cast-offs. He was locked in a personal prison. But David saw the value and placed value on him and brought him into his kingdom to eat all the days of his life at the king's table. Wow. This um, history is rammed full, not just in the Bible, but of people who were in in people's darkest moments and have stepped out with kindness. And there's a story from World War II. It's one of history's darkest times, but there's incredible stories of love and uh, truly showing itself in kindness. And there's a story of two girls. There was a a 17-year-old girl, and these were young German girls during World War II, and there were Christians, and there was uh, Steph. Let me get this right. Stefania and Helena. Stefania was 17 years old. Helena, her sister, was seven. And uh, during World War II, they hid 13 Jews. In the most dangerous t- time, it was to do anything like that. These two young girls did that. They fed them. They cleaned them. They looked after them. They got clothes for them. Stefania even finished with her boyfriend because she was concerned that her boyfriend would dobber her in, that she was uh, looking after these 13 uh, Jews. And uh, she was actually brought up to despise Jews by the people around her. But uh, the, their value of another life overpowered the hatred of many. And they showed kindness and they placed worth on them 13 Jews. They placed significance upon them. They showed kindness to them, and the, you know what? That there's, there's loads of families that are around today because of those 13 Jewish people that were saved by those two young girls through their act of kindness and courage. And uh, I want to challenge you this morning that uh, that we look to make deposits in our relationships, not withdrawals. Too often we make withdrawals from our relationships. What can I get? What well, I need this? What How about making some deposits in our relationships with others in kindness to them? And uh, we're going to do something in a moment before we finish, but I just want to kind of round this up really because there it was, King David, all those centuries ago, thousands of years ago, impacting one man's life from a place where he hadn't chosen to be, but, but circumstances dictated that he would be there, but King David stepped in with an act of kindness that changed him forever. And the Bible tells us that King Jesus sent out an invite that has spanned across the centuries to come to him. God sent word. The word is Jesus. Jesus stepped into the world in an incredible act of loving kindness and grace and mercy. And we read in Romans uh, chapter 2, verse 4, we read this. Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? His kindness is intended. It's intentional kindness to turn us from sin. And in that story, we see that incredible kindness turned the situation around. But how much more great that pales into insignificance, the kindness that Father God has shown us. And you know what? The cross for us... We sing of the cross, we talk of the cross, but the cross is an act of cruelty. The cross was an act of cruelty, but it was also the greatest act of kindness and grace. And God, in his loving kindness, gave a gift in his son, Jesus Christ. And God is love. The Bible tells us he doesn't just love, he is love. And he puts value and significance on each of our lives this morning. And maybe there's someone here this morning that needs to know how ever much someone when they've been devalued, that actually God places value and significance and love upon you. And he desires you, just as David desired Mephibosheth to come into his kingdom, it's God's desire that we come into his kingdom, accept his invite, to come into his family, to feast on all that he's got for us. All that he's got for us. So this morning, I just want us to be challenged in those three areas in the week ahead. And it's been great to hear some stories of kindness, You two got a good match. You two aren't you? Great match. Great to hear stories of kindness, and there's many more that we've not heard this morning. But let us consider the greatest act of kindness through Jesus Christ, giving His life for us. Let's consider what it meant for King David to make sacrifices, to reach out and invite someone into a place of of comfort and safety and security. What would it mean to someone? As we reached out, a few years ago, we had a team called New Generation visit our youth group. And, um, and they, they go around the country uh, encouraging young people to start up school clubs. In one of those school clubs, uh, on Valentine's Day, uh, a youth group in the area decided that they would spread kindness and do acts of kindness around the school. One of those things that happened was there was a young girl that cut out loads of little heart shapes... And she wrote, God is love, on them. And she stuck them or posted them in people's lockers uh, for them to discover on Valentine's Day. What came out later was that there was a girl that turned up to their youth group one week. And this girl had gone to her locker that day to clear it out because she was going to end her life. She discovered the heart that said, God loves you. And that single act of kindness not only saved a life, but brought to Jesus. I want to encourage you, no matter how small or significant we feel it sometimes is, something that we place in God's hands is never small or significant. It can multiply like it did the fish and the bread feeding the fire. Let him do something great in and through us. So I'm going to ask Sarah. Sarah's got a whole bunch of uh, cards that have got Acts of Kindness on it. On the cards, there's also a website that you might want to Look up and uh, it it talks about in the run up to to length that we can sign up for acts of kindness. And uh, so take one, you might want to take one as a family, you might want to take one for yourself, you might want to swap with someone else, with something that you might feel a bit more comfortable doing. But I want to issue a challenge this morning, rather than just me talking about it for the last 20 minutes, that actually we respond by going away and doing an act of kindness in our community or in our families or with our neighbours and to um, so be challenged in that can we stand together if that's alright the, the, the band are going to play one last song and I'm going to ask you if the stewards would wait on us for our tithes and offering <laughs> I thought you were doing a dance there it reminded me of the offering like I say feel free to swap it with someone else Is it, uh, but take, take one think about Think about it. Look to create the opportunity this week to change someone's life with an act of kindness. Incredible love that has been shown to us. Let me remind you of that verse in Romans. Don't you see how wonderfully kind and tolerant and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? It's intended to turn us from our sin into the wonderful face of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father God, I just pray that this morning we'd be stirred by those stories of David and Mephibosheth, by Stefania and Helana in uh, World War II, that we'd be stirred by that story of the girl who gave out a love heart and it changed someone's life. But Lord, more than that, I pray that we'd be motivated and stirred by your incredible love that you've shown us. So just say, come Holy Spirit moving our hearts and lives, transform the community around us by random acts of kindness and love. In Jesus' name, amen.